0: Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening. It is the Highfalutin Ski-Bone Podcast. This is episode number 96. Can you believe it? It is your pals, Mario and Brian. What's up, Mario? What's up?
1: I said I can't believe it.
0: I know. It's crazy. We've been doing this for two and a half years almost now, and we have amassed 96 episodes. Damn. Yeah, crazy, Getting right? Close that 100. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do for 100, aren't we? Yeah, that's uh, ninety six. We're four weeks away. It could be. It could be my going away. F- I think it probably will be, but it might be five weeks because I may be completely incapacitated the next week. Uh, at least that's how it's looking at this moment.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that might be the last weekend I'm actually in town.
0: Nice. So yeah, we'll Before figure the that out. Move. Yeah, the big move. Craziness. A lot of craziness happening end of the summer for us. But thank you Going guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can check out all of our information at SkiBumPodcast.com. We are all over the socials, twitter.com slash ski bum podcast, facebook.com slash ski bum podcast, instagram.com slash ski bum podcast. We are also on Pinterest as the highfalutins and we are on SoundCloud as highfalutin dash ski bum. So with that, Kick it off the way we always do. Time for Aprey today. Oh uh, yeah. Still working out the sound thing. We'll, we'll get yeah. it done one of these days. Yeah, one of these days. I'm sure by episode number 296, we'll have it all figured out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, hopefully by then we'll have a sound guy and a studio. You never know. That's we definitely what
0: need some interns, yeah.
1: You definitely do. Intern, soundboard, all that. <laughs> All right, so for our operate today, Brian, what are you? What are you drinking today? What are you putting down?
0: So I'm trying to dial things back the next week or so. Uh, so I am drinking a GT's Multi Green Organic and Raw Kombucha Tea. Ooh, kombucha! Oh yeah, it is the Multi Green version, and this is the real one. This is actually the uh, the one that you must be 21 or older to purchase.
1: It Whoa, a, like, So a, it's got a
0: little, got a little
1: hit on there.
0: Yeah, it's got the it's got like the black trim on the label, and it says that uh if you if it contains more than zero point five percent alcohol by volume, you must be twenty one or over to purchase. I don't know what it is it's probably zero point six percent alcohol. there really isn't much in this thing um, mm-hmm. but uh yeah i mean it's it tastes pretty similar to the regular one. You know, it's a little rough if you're not into the whole kombucha thing. This is one of the lower sugar ones. There's only two grams of sugar in here. But it's got like spirulina and algae and Damn.
1: chlorola.
0: Is that right? Cl- chlorola? Co- um co- it's, not it's not like a disease. <laughs> yeah. But it's weird. It actually says this product is considered a beer and contains a natural natural effervescence. Oh, look at that! It's considered a beer, which I don't technically. Understand. You're having a beer, I guess. Technically, yeah, but with probiotics and polyphenols and electrolytes and enzymes. So there you go. So I wonder if they can
1: make an actual like an IPA with uh with the good stuff in there. Ooh, like a
0: kombucha IPA. Yeah,
1: like a seven eight percent double IPA. <laughs> double kombucha. Double a, k- a KPA. KPA. Kombucha
0: Pale Ale. Yeah, KPA. That'd be, I'm going to look into a formula for that. I think I'm going to start making my own kombucha, and then I'm going to go reach out to the folks at Alchemist and see if we can do some sort of like cross you know, project, crossover deal.
1: Cross I actually looked into making my own kombucha a, like a month ago, mm-hmm. and that's why I got – it's still sitting in the fridge, uh, and I'm afraid to drink it because it's, pr- it's the plain kombucha, raw, organic, unfiltered. And that has I like the, uh, the they...
0: scoby in it, right? Isn't that what it's called? Like the fungus in
1: there? Yeah, the mother. I've heard like they they call wow. it that in um, vinegar. They call it the mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it has the it has the, the the little film on top or whatever. That's the the actual um, whatever the the yeast or whatever it is. But they're saying you can make it from that as a starter, and then. Actually, just keep making it as long as you keep some of the the stuff in there. So I was like, "Huh?" Like making sourdough I bread. I into it all, and then I was like, "Yeah, pretty much." I was looking into it, and then I was like, "You know, I'm just not that energetic to do it." And I was like,
0: <laughs> "You gotta have some so, serious kombucha commitment to make that." Well, I like the flavor one too.
1: They have this raspberry one; that is pretty good.
0: The thing you gotta watch out for lemon. those those flavored ones is they usually have a lot of sugar, which is why they're so
1: good. On a sugar. I yeah. use it as a treat instead of having a, a soda. I'll have that because it's got a little fizz to it. It's actually mm-hmm. a nice little – sometimes I'll just do like half a bottle and, and just – because I
0: like the the taste of it. You know what the so, dick move no. is now? Oh, sorry. No. No, no the what? dick move now a lot of companies are doing, you know, like energy bars or uh, – that's what I was looking at today. They say like, oh, there's only one gram of sugar. It's like, but there's six grams of sugar alcohol. Oh. So they can actually legally put on the front of the packaging, hey, one gram of sugar. And then you look at the actual nutritional facts in the back. And yeah, it's one gram of sugar, but six grams of sugar alcohol
1: or some other weird sugar alcohol.
0: Is that like not metabolized as sugar? That's a really good question. Sugar alcohol versus sugar. Uh, polyols are ingredients used as sweeteners and bulking agents they occur naturally in foods and come from plant products such as fruits and berries as a sugar substitute they provide fewer calories about a half to one third less calories than regular sugar hmm. so it's a little better but it's still goddamn sugar still sugar yeah
1: because I know at work they have somebody brought in a, a little box of xylitol which is one of these sugar alcohols. Yep. And I guess it's natural, but I drink it once in a while and I'm like, eh, it doesn't taste that bad. I don't care. It's like, I'll go from drinking black, having my little creamer in there. Like, I, I drink it all different ways. So every once in a while, I'm like, ah, oh, let me, let me have the xylitol. It's, it's supposed to be less sugar. So I always wondered how much less.
0: There you go. About a half to a third less.
1: But you're right. On the package, it says, uh, does not contain sugar.
0: Mm-hmm. Sugar free. Sure. Xylitol is also called wood sugar and occurs naturally in straw, corn cobs, fruit, vegetables, cereals, mushrooms, and some cereals. They actually said cereals, mushrooms, and some cereals. And some cereals. This is I mean. from Yale, New Haven Health. Huh. Well, I like me some corn cobs. You know that, Brian. Oh, who doesn't love to eat a corn cob now and then? I like just boil it,
1: and then I put it in my kombucha tea. Blend it up? Yeah, why not? Corn cob kombucha tea. Delicious. There you go. Yep. Natural xylitol from the corn cob. <laughs> Who knew? Freshly eaten. Who knew? You could just write off the corn cob. How about uh, you, Marion?
0: What are you drinking today?
1: I have an, uh, a real beer. Uh, it's called uh, the it's a Tropical Torpedo. So if anybody knows Sierra Nevada, the Torpedo, this is their tropical version for the summer. Uh, it's pretty good. It's an IPA. Um, let's see how much the ABV is does it even say? Uh, 6.7. So it's not too bad. Um, Tastes like a... So I'm not a huge fan of Torpedo because it's got like a bitterness to it that kind of bitter bite that I'm kind of like... I was okay with it for a while, but you know how your palate changes and then then you're like, yeah, I don't like that flavor anymore. So I used to like the Torpedo. Now I'm kind of off the Torpedo. This one has like a little hint of like a grapefruitish... And some kind of orangish kind of flavor. Would you
0: say mango, papaya, and
1: passion fruit? That's what they say. I didn't taste any of that stuff. I tasted <laughs> heavy grapefruit, maybe a little bit of mango, and that's about it.
0: Nothing wrong with that, though. But it, it was pathetic. good. It wasn't, it's not sweet.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So it's not sweet. That's what I like about like anything with the fruit in it. It's got to yes. be not sweet.
0: Yeah, it says, food pairing-wise, you want to have something like a spicy Szechuan beef, jerk chicken, or Thai green tofu curry. Ooh. That sounds delicious. That would probably
1: go – it would probably go good too, though. As an IPA, I wouldn't think of it originally until tasting it. Uh, It would probably go with like hot sauce on like raw clams. Mmm. Nice. Clams on a half shell. Nice summer, summer day,
0: sitting outside. Yeah, right. So I, I don't to. know if you've checked out Sierra Nevada's website, but they have on their homepage an Oktoberfest 2017 game. Oh, do they? And Can you, you win a trip to, to the Oktoberfest? Uh, sure. Yeah, maybe. Uh, they have... So if you go onto the site, they have this little game up there and it says, Help Kenny the Braumeister create the best Oktoberfest event. Nice. And it was like Lederhosen and Dirndl and Brezel and Voisch and beer. Oh, I'm
1: ready. I'm gonna be playing that.
0: I think you gotta check this out. Oh, it's like a little freaking video game, and you gotta like help your dude. Oh, I already died. That was. What am I supposed to do? Would you click on a little on the little dude in the upper left? Yeah. Yeah, you go to the uh, there's if you go to the uh, Sierra Nevada website and on the home page, there's the picture of the little oh, I'm dude. I'm playing. You're playing. Can hear it. Yeah. They
1: got a little music. You heard the music?
0: Oh yeah,
1: cool. All right, I gotta play this later. This is pretty
0: cool. Oh yeah, I got that pencil. Yeah, I sucked and died. So yeah, if you guys wanna check it out, go to. I died like five times already. I've, I've been trying to play and I've been dying.
1: really happened?
0: My video game Aww. skills have just plummeted right now. I, I think your name on the there. leaderboard, and that's about it. B J W is up there. 253,000 points. Brett Williamson from Chico, California, crushing it right now. Way ahead crushing. of second place. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, SierraNevada.com slash Oktoberfest slash game. You'll see the top left corner where they have their logo. There's a little, a little dude with a uh, German hat and lederhosen. And, uh, yeah, click on him, and you can play the game. Pretty cool.
1: I'm looking for fake names right now. No, I don't see any dick hurts or man, jack me Frank. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any of that. Darn it! I got to look. Mm. Yeah, not on the top.
0: Well, to you fit. know what? I think it makes you log in with Facebook or something to uh, get your okay. name up there. So yeah, you people are gonna have to use their at least Facebook real names. All right, so jack me off will really, really work. Yep.
1: <laughs> All right. With that said, it's time to get to the top of the mountain. So,
0: Let's get into the ganjula.: Going into the ganjula. Who doesn't love the ganjula: So, Brian, right. what do we have in the gandula today? So, the first story today, this is from Quinnipiac University. They did a recent poll, and it, it is saying that an insanely high percentage of Americans now approve of medicinal marijuana. U.S. voters, 68% uh, approve of legalizing medical marijuana, which is pretty crazy. So they polled 1,000 people, and they were asking voters a bunch of issues that are facing the country. And one of those was medical marijuana. According to the poll, 94% of Americans support legalizing cannabis for medicinal use. This is compared to only 61% of voters who approved of legalizing marijuana entirely. But wow. that's still 61%. That's way more than the majority would approve it for recreational use.
1: That's crazy. So you already have 94% said, you know. For medical.
0: Just,
1: yeah. Well, CDB is like legalized everywhere, right? Because that's not considered... With THC. So yeah,
0: it's still a bit touch and go in some places. I think, I think the majority, I think, well, I'm not sure. I thought it was all 50 states approved it, but then you have some issues. I, I don't know. It's a, little bit, it's a little bit confusing right now, which is where a lot of these, which all a lot of the problems are, are coming in now with the uh, authorities. Because there's
1: CBD and then there's medical marijuana, which is with THC, but it's approved for legal wise. Yeah. For medical.
0: And then it says, is CBD, or so I went to Leafly and it says, is CBD oil legal? And it says, depends where you are and who you ask. <laughs> yeah. I so again, it's still considered a schedule one substance by the DEA. Technically.
1: So you have passed, many states have passed laws allowing the use of it, but there's 18 states that still have restrictions on it in some form.
0: hmm it, says, it doesn't mean
1: it's not allowed in those states, but they might have just, you know, no more than 5% THC, no more than 0.8%. So they have their own little um, clause of, of how much THC is allowed.
0: Yeah, this article says CBD is legally allowed in 44 states. Um, the ones that it is illegal in, Idaho, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Indiana, and West Virginia. All states that I'm not visiting. All so the states cool. that no one wants to live in. Um, except for Idaho, there's no skiing. In any of the, well, sorry, snowshoe. You can go to West West Virginia. There is skiing, and Idaho. There is skiing. But other than that, yeah, it's true. No. Other than that, oh well, not to so much. So yeah, so this is pretty interesting, and it also broke it down and said that medicinal use was also widely accepted amongst Republicans. 90% of vo- Republican voters approved of medical marijuana compared to only 37% who approved it for recreational usage.
1: I'll tell you what's going to change the tide, and we've said it before. It's going to be the amount of money that's coming into each state.
0: <laughs> Money's a big one, and, in. you know, President Trump has been going off saying that they're going to make this opioid crisis you know, uh yeah. They're their big priority now. And there's plenty of evidence showing that that cannabis can help wean people off opioids or prevent them from getting started with opioids in the first place. So it looks like a roundabout
1: It's like a roundabout way to say we are open to it without saying you're open to it because you're against the opioid crisis, but now you need something to fill the gap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Very and weird. it's I like find it just kind of funny that people are so willing to accept it medicinally, quote unquote, but not recreationally. Because look at how California had it set up, man. I mean, yeah, it was before they legalized it last year. It was yeah, medicinal, but you could pretty much roll up to a store and be like, Yeah, I got a stomachache. They're like, Here is your prescription, sir. Well, you know, like anxiety.
1: I got anxiety because I don't have weed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the Joe Rogan bit, right? Yeah what do you what do you uh, get anxiety over? N- me not being able to get weed?
1: <laughs> All right, here you go. Is here's, here's a prescription.
0: but yeah, it's it's <laughs> just such a you know, there's such a fine line between medicinal purposes and and recreational because what really defines um a, a medical problem, you know is is depression in your life. I mean, if depression can be something that's treated medicinally, but a lot of us tend to treat it recreationally. You know, you may be under stress, under pressure, a little depression, go out and have a couple drinks. There's no problem with that. No one's going to stop you. Some people like like a cigarette to, you know, relieve stress. All that is legal and has been forever. So we're okay with it, but something with less side effects with no addictive properties that we're keeping illegal. I mean it's not even
1: just opioids, it's it's everything, the MAO inhibitors or whatever, the uh like the Xanax and everything. If you could take, you know, cannabis versus that, I mean, that other stuff is it's all highly addictive, you know?
0: Yeah, no one's got a problem with people just popping Xanaxes left and right, you know? I feel like everyone I know has Xanax on them. And that's totally fine. Not a problem. No one cares about that. Right? Yeah, is is that an opioid? I don't think so. Or what's the one that everyone has when they try to sleep on a plane? That's um, not Xanax, is it? No, that's, there's something else. There's some sort of a... Lunester or something like that? Eh, it's something like that. Not Zoloft. Ambien. Ambien. Everyone's like, yeah, I just pop an Ambien yeah. when I go flying. No one's got a problem with that. That's addictive. That can really mess you up, too. I mean, there's all kinds of stories of people, you know... Being, uh, you know, say something happens in, in the middle of the night, you know, like say you there's a fire in your house or someone's breaking in, and you're on Ambien, like you you can actually be like sleepwalking. You could, you, you can, ha, can actually do things that you don't even know you're doing, just after taking right. Ambien. It's 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 just funny how we're able to just compartmentalize things simply, and it makes us it makes it things easier to to justify or not justify
1: so that's why i like
0: this whole thing oh sorry so xanax
1: isn't coming up as an opioid from what i'm seeing because i don't know so i just i'm looking it up they're saying it's a tranquilizer it's a minor tranquilizer so you're basically and i knew somebody that was on this and they they took themselves off without their doctor's approval because they were like i couldn't do it anymore they were like they said they were in their body looking out of their eye holes every day they were just out in space and they said that's what it does to you it's a tranquilizer it's it's, you know it puts you out there and then you get your body kind of gets hooked on it too but I guess it's not an opioid so it's not as addictive but Mm -hmm. you can't just stop taking it. you got to wean yourself off so there is some kind of addiction to it
0: yeah but no one's got a problem with that so
1: yeah and that's what I mean they're talking about opioids that's the hardcore opioid stuff which I mean, Vicodin, like I was on when I broke my ribs. I mean, that shit is highly addictive. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I think Adderall is actually a very low-grade opioid, isn't it? Or is that – no, I think it's like like meth, isn't it? Like very low-grade meth. It's an amphetamine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a a low-grade amphetamine. And that's okay. Yeah.
1: You know, like it's, so, it's funny to bring out the conversation about opioids, which is which is a big concern. But there's a lot of other fish to fry as well with with this whole, you know, with cannabis could be the answer to.
0: Yeah, but we have this sort of have it vilified in our brains and in our histories, so it's this big, you know, this this devil weed that we, uh, you know, you people block out a lot of the positives and the truths, and guys just kind of stick to the narrative. They've just known most of their lives, which I find it frustrating, but I also find it fascinating, which is because, you know, I'm one of the kind of people I want to, I want to dig deep. I want to know the real story, the facts behind it. Why, why does it have the stigma that it has? And the more I dig, the more I, you know, try to unravel and reveal things, the more I just am so, on board for legalizing it completely across the board. I
1: mean there's two things that push push the needle too is um the the one thing is popularity whether it's by celebrities or just people in general getting more knowledgeable about it and the other one is money. So uh for the next goes right into we, our next story. Into our next story. Uh if you're talking about money and celebrities, you're talking about the NFL. So NFL's chief medical officer is calling marijuana research really important. So if anybody, you know, hasn't followed the news in the last like five years or so, uh, head trauma, opioid addiction, these you know, huge problems in the NFL. Um, so to treat the, the traumas, to treat the injuries, a lot of times people are, are prescribed these opioids, which there's been a lot of like well-known players that have been addicted. Um, you know, on opioids for, for a while. And uh, it's, it's something that the NFL is embracing. Now there's been players that have come out uh, over the years, which we've uh, mentioned stories on uh, players coming out and saying, no, I I take marijuana in the off season to, uh, you know, take cannabis on the off season to help me with pain management while I'm training. Uh, And some of them have actually even, you know, uh, gotten kicked out of the NFL. Right.
0: Yeah. There was another story we saw this week that, former NFL offensive lineman, Ryan O'Callaghan. Um, he revealed back in June that he was planning to commit suicide after his playing career. Damn. Uh, partially was because that he could not live you know, being an openly gay man as an NFL player. And he was abusing painkillers to deal with the pain wow. of injuries and the pain of being gay. Um, the sick part of that those
1: opioids in I'm sure the NFL are so easy to get
0: oh yeah These they're giving them out early. like candy yeah yeah so he's actually gone out to be a spokesperson and he's trying to say you know long you know now you're seeing a bunch of people who are, are advocating for it and he was one of those saying that the NFL should change their policies and is uh is speaking out about it and he's like Marijuana is a godsend because you you know you don't want to take those pills. Like a lot of these dudes don't want to take these opioids, but they feel like they have to. Otherwise, they're not yeah. going to perform. They're not going to be able to sign their big contracts. They're not going to be able to support their families.
1: So well, they're talking about they concern, concerned too about longevity of a career. I mean, these guys, if they don't have the right management, and you know, NFL career is very very tough on the body, you know, and. Sometimes people end their career and they're just in, in horrible shape because they either didn't take care of their, their body or sometimes they have addiction to go with the injuries and it's it's just bad, you know? But the NFL, so they were saying the uh, uh, NFL Players Association said they're actually conducting their own study. Um, so the, the NFL actually brought it up and the NFL Players Association actually already looking into it. So I would imagine that means if both sides, the the league and the players association and you have, you know, former players coming out and saying that they're, you know, it's a godsend. I mean, it's, it's probably going to get a lot more traction, especially for the NFL.
0: Yeah. And uh, that same article, um, it says O'Callahan knows, uh, he says the NFL quote knows it's harmless and it's not performance enhan- enhancing adding, I've known guys who've played stoned. Absolutely. The NFL can be stressful, And there's not a lot you can do. Smoking a joint's pretty harmless. It really is. Don't tell the attorney general that, but it's very harmless. (laughs) And then it also goes on. Oh,
1: sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. No, I said it's very funny when when they say, "Oh yeah, they they were they were you know somebody suspended for substance abuse." You're like, "Oh, was it like you know performance enhancing drug?" No, it was marijuana. Like that's not enhancing anybody's
0: performance. Yeah. seriously, right? Well, they they have done studies that said it it helps endurance athletes, right? You know, if you are doing like distance running or cycling, it kind of helps you focus in a way, right? Right, which is which is interesting. And uh, you know, I've heard people talking about you know martial arts, you know, like jujitsu and stuff that you know they'll have a you know a couple puffs before they they roll, kind of puts them in a different state of mind where you know you are kind of just going on instincts instead of thinking to overthinking things.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess too, it depends. It all comes down to a matter of dosing, right? You know, for
0: anything. Yeah. Well, look at, look at how people are yeah. like microdosing LSD now. A lot of it's like a big Silicon yeah. Valley, you know, CEO thing now is to microdose LSD to kind of change your, your perspective and your point of view and look at things in it from a different, you know, different angle. So what's that, yeah. what's the difference between that and doing it with something like cannabis?
1: Yeah. So, on the other front, talking about the science community, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's endorsing legalization of marijuana, saying that if you really analyze it relative to other things that are illegal, there's no reason for it to have ever been made illegal in the system of laws. And that's the truth. We all know there's a backstory to why it was, was um, made illegal, and it was all for financial reasons that people wanted to get it, you know deemed illegal and political reasons and, and, uh, socioeconomic reasons. So, um, but yeah, he even came out and said the same thing. He's like, alcohol is legal and it can mess
0: you up way more than smoking a few J's. I love That's how he put it too. smoking (laughs) a few J's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I guess he was doing a Facebook live, uh, session and mass roots, which is a, they're like a cannabis social media company, uh, they, they had a reporter ask him, you know, asking whether he agreed on cannabis policy, because, and he was referring to Carl Sagan, who um, was, you know, the the famous Cosmos television show host, and scientist, he was a, a Cornell professor, where he taught Neil deGrasse Tyson, that was he was one of his students. And Sagan was a marijuana enthusiast from the 60s all the way until he died in 1996. Um, And then he, you know, Sagan had gone on and said that, you know, cannabis improved his appreciation for art. Um, And back when he was, you know, sick with with bone marrow cancer, it said it helped his lack of appetite and the uh, nausea from chemotherapy and to refocus on the beauty of life in the midst of such torture.
1: Hmm. I mean,
0: you know, you read stuff like that and you know, it becomes legal. It doesn't mean you have to go out and smoke it and like it, you know, but the fact that you're trying to take that away from people and prevent them from doing it, if they want to ingest it in their own bodies, that's what drives me crazy. That's what makes me angry. And you read accounts like that and, to try to to stop it you sound like a monster at least in my eyes it's also like yeah i mean it's
1: also like you look at a lot of the drugs that you know 10 years ago were you you can only get them by via prescription are now over the counter you're like well what what changed with the drug nothing changed with the drug just the patent ran out so they decided oh let's let's make it generic and then let's make it over the counter because so many people are using it so now now we all can make money yeah it's crazy i mean so what has really changed with that drug why was it why was it a prescription only in the first place you know it comes down to money i mean yeah and same thing with uh with cannabis
0: you know why is it illegal comes out to money absolutely money control keeping the uh yeah there's, there's a lot of a lot of powers that be behind the scenes but you know Thanks to the internet, a lot of people are starting to, to kind of see the walls that were put up. And, you know, you can do the old follow the money adage. And when you look at it for cannabis, it gets really gross really quick. And yeah. for me, that's what got me to be such a huge advocate for legalization. Because, you know, the prison guard unions, the police unions, the pharmaceutical companies, like it's, it's pretty gross when you look into it.
1: I mean, I like what he says because it—it makes no logical sense why it was illegal in the first place and why it stays illegal now. Yeah, it's a natural occurring plant. Why would it be illegal? You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Totally agree. All right, and we still have one more weed story, don't we? Now, do yeah. we have to do any uh, any financial disclosures here? As a, no. Uh...
1: Okay. So the... <laughs>
0: I'll disclose it that I
1: uh, I I do not own any part of this company anymore. <laughs> but you were a former stockholder. I was a former stockholder. A and former, then of course huge stockholder myself. I sell all my stuff <laughs> to like, hey, we just bought, we just did this. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but I, I don't think I would have made any more money. Let's put it that way. So yeah. I just think it was pretty cool.
0: This is a great story. A marijuana company bought a California ghost town to turn it into a pot paradise. Nice. So this article from vice.com, and it talks about this company, American Green. They were called something else before, weren't they? Or was that always their name?
1: No, they were called uh, Herb Eat, uh, which is where they got their ticker, ticker symbol. Okay. Um, and there was something else before that. So they've changed their names a bunch of times. They've kept American Green now for about, I think, a year and a half, two years.
0: And they, re-brand, okay. and they got cool branding now. Um, And they came out with those vending machines too recently, right? Wasn't that one of their big innovations? Yeah. So when they came out,
1: they wanted to be like, kind of like a middleman to everybody. And then one of their big technologies that they had were, uh, which they're supposedly working on, it's it's like, you know, developing, it's just not in place a lot of places, is uh, machines that you can uh, set up to sell um, regulated uh, drugs and alcohol through so it'll do the verification um you know of your person it'll validate you know license and who you are and stuff like that which is pretty cool technology so um that's that's their big their big thing until this uh and they're also trying to get into be uh i guess a a big grower supplier for marijuana
0: okay because they're yeah they're more like a pot tech company and uh so they're buying the town of nipton california which was a former gold rush town for about 5 million bucks in cash. It's according to, to Bloomberg. The company plans to turn the town, which hugs the border of the Mojave desert into the country's premier travel destination for eco-friendly potheads. <laughs> so this town, I guess, back in the day, they were trying to turn into like a solar, a solar powered com- like a solar powered town. This was, you know, before, you know, Elon Musk and you know Solar City, making things kind of a lot easier for, for people to to get solar panels up. But this was back in the, I guess the 80s. They were trying to make it like a fully uh is it their catchphrase was gonna be nipped in powered by the sun. Um, but uh-huh. things kind of fell apart. The guy who like owned the town died and his widow tried to, you know, follow, you know. Fulfill his wishes, but it really didn't pan out. Um hmm. so now Nipton, which is population has hovered between 30 and 70 people, and was just six at the last count in 2016. But they've wow. got a coffee shop, five-room hotel, parking spots for RVs, and a handful of homes. Hmm. So yeah, yeah so yeah, the American Greens coming in and they're trying to uh yeah, revitalize the community and, and you know, they're talking about the green rush now and revitalize mm-hmm. it in the way that gold did in the 19th century.
1: That's cool. Yeah, they're saying they're, they're planning to do a plant that infuses water with
0: weed. To make a plant, like a, by plant like manufacturing or an actual thing that grows in the ground?
1: Well, they're saying they produce a pot lace vape juice. And hmm. marijuana-related solutions, and they're planning to do like a a water infusion with weed. That's pretty cool. So I guess like a smart water, this would be a cannabis water. Nice. Sounds pretty cool. But yeah, I guess you know just by them put you know by anybody putting you know a focus on on an area. You know the hope is that you get you know just movement in a direction, and then all of a sudden it grows and grows. But that's pretty cool. They own the whole town.
0: Yeah, really interesting to see where this goes and if this starts to trend or if this is kind of like a dead on arrival thing. But we it's nice. Much, we can see how much money I lost. There you go, right? <laughs> if you had stayed invested in American Green, I'd still be losing money. <laughs> well, would you be partial owner of the town now, technically? Technically, I guess I'd be a shareholder that would have, yeah. Like you'd have like a like a one street that was yours. Oh, that's what I should have done. With Let's go camp street. out there. You can get an RV and just stay there because it's your it's your street. That's right. I'm
1: part owner of this place. Yeah. It'd be like um, Berkshire Hathaway going out for the annual meeting. <laughs> getting the camper, getting the getting in the RV,
0: man. I think it'd be more like Burning Man, really. Yeah.
1: That would uh oh, they, they should do the Burning Man type of uh, event over there.
0: it might be. Burning one down, man.
1: Ah, uh-huh. torch-, torch, man. Torching it up.
0: Torching it up. Torching quite, it up, man. Quite possible. All right. Quite possible. That wraps up the old gondola for the week. And now, let's go to ski news. All right. A lot of good ski news this week, Brian. Good you know sir. So, yeah. So it's, it's... A colder now. Yeah, you know what? I was outside grilling about two nights ago, and there was definitely that feeling in the air. You know, you can start to feel the nights growing longer, the days growing shorter, starting to hear more of those crickets in the air. It's starting to get, you know, a little chillier at night.
1: Winter's coming.
0: That means winter is coming. So first off this week, we got our first ski trailer of the year. And this is from the nice. folks at Big Picture, and they have their new film called Light Years L I T E Years. And it's Chris Logan and Parker White, and they're doing their first full length ski film, doing a lot of backcountry skiing. Um, they're out at Mount Baker, uh, they're out in the Tangiers in British Columbia, sled skiing, heli skiing, cat skiing, everything. Um, nice. You no, know, it was really nice just seeing like new ski footage, you know, just watching like for two minutes. It was just so nice seeing it again. And After, it's really going to happen again. Yeah. It makes me remember that skiing is real because over the last few months I have forgot that skiing is real. I did bring yeah. my skis inside a few weeks ago to keep them in a better climate controlled area. Um, but other than that, I forgot that skiing was real, and this was nice to see and remind me that it is indeed real and happening soon.
1: Nice, yeah. It was it was good footage. I liked seeing the pow. There's a lot of pow in there.
0: Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah,
1: it was good when the first pow pow shots are to be seen. Oh yeah.
0: So we'll have the link to the trailer on the website skibumpodcast.com, if you want to check it out.
1: All right. So not to forget that we're in uh, summer still. There was a European heat wave, which they named Lucifer, decimated a ski resort
0: glacier in Italy. So, um, if you're gonna name something yeah. Lucifer, doesn't it pretty much have to decimate something? It has to. I mean, like, is uh, it gonna be like a tropical storm, Lucifer? No, it's gotta be like a cat five. <laughs> it must have been
1: something. I'm, I'm interested to see how, how, why they started naming these heat waves. Like, it must have been pretty severe, but um, they're actually saying there's some drone footage. Um, and it actually shows the, uh, you know, what the glacier looked like. And then what, like the damage that was going. So there's, they're saying there's only a few stacks of snow remain at, uh, 9,800 feet on what was once an Italian summer ski area called, uh, Stelvio Pass. So it's in Bormio and is on the border uh with the province of Bolzano. So they're saying um, oh summer skiers uh will be able to ski yeah it's a summer paradise for skiers because they can ski in um in the summer uh but the rapid melting comes to no surprise so but, uh, did you
0: watch that whole drone footage
1: no I didn't watch the whole thing
0: yeah, it's weird. I mean, you can't really tell what you're looking at at first, and it was even, even in the the description of it, they talk about, you know, they had to watch it three times to actually understand what they're looking at, because it, it looks almost like but the this setting is- for Game of Thrones. It looks almost like right outside the wall,
1: and it's not like slow mo or whatever they, uh, the the time lapse. No, it's that- like
0: real time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it looks like what, what looks like snow is actually bare granite in certain parts. Hmm. Or the ice should have been coating the rock. But it's uh That's crazy. there's only like ice in, in certain spots. So it's a bit concerning for the folks out in Europe to to see that much of the glacier just melting away.
1: Hmm. said it caused some wildfires and
0: stuff too. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, right. It's the last thing you think of it at that high of an elevation is, uh, is wildfires.
1: I want to see the, uh, you know, how they show the space footage, the, uh, the clouds and everything. Is it like, like a storm coming in? Is there like an eye? Is it like, you know, something like that? Or like, how does that work?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty, uh, pretty messed up.
1: So it's leaving behind a big slab of granite. That's pretty cool, too, if you think about it.
0: Cool, but more awful.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, though, like a giant. They got all snow cats lined up. Like, what's up? What's going on?
0: Huh. What's up, man? Yeah, right. There, there's one in this footage. There is, like, one scene of, like, a dude cruising down on skis, though.
1: He's like, I don't care if I'm on rock, man. I'm skiing.
0: These are my rock skis, man. Rock skis. I'm putting <laughs> them out. Yeah, he'll get, get one man. guy. It's around really <laughs> the but The the uh, two minute, thir- 14, two minute, fifteen seconds. You can see a dude kind of cruising down. Yeah, but I think he's very selective about where the uh, the actual ice is, because it's yeah, not I'm just sure. Sure. It's- because it's mostly granite. Oof! Oof. Yeah, scary stuff.
1: He's but with now, on him.
0: Yeah. As scary as that is, uh, not scary at all. Down in Bariloche, Argentina, they just got a nice, unexpected powder day on. I believe it was Friday. Um, this is from SnowBrains, and they're showing some some photos. I guess they have some folks down there right now who are checking it out and reporting on it. And I mean, you look at the footage. I mean, the snow looks unbelievable. And there's just, like, nobody out there. I mean, you can count the people in the pictures, and it's usually, like, three. Wow. It's beautiful. I mean, it looks – well, this one photo's got a lot more. But for the most part, if you're in any sort of, like, do any sort of little hiking or anything, like, you can easily get some uh, some fresh tracks. It looks great.
1: Some of the quotes from people, they said, this is our fifth powder day in a row here.
0: Oh, so wow. awesome. Yeah, the one guy said, uh, if today was the only ski day I get here, I'm completely satisfied. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they show the forecast for the next few days. It looks, wow, they're getting
0: pounded. Yeah. Yeah, if you're down there right now in South America, well, Bariloche specifically, you hit the jackpot. So enjoy. You hit the jackpot, and I am jealous.
1: Yep. (laughs) but that's all right. It's all good, man.
0: Uh, You want to take the next one for copper? Sure. So this was sent in by our pal Cameron. Thank you so much, Cameron, for sending this in. This was out in, uh, in copper mountain. So they have their, uh, their summer park and it's a hike only park up there. Um, Nice. We talked about, I think last week, how Copper is one of the only mountains that are still open right now in any way, shape, or form. They just have their uh, their terrain park. And it's cool because the, the video, we'll post a link to it on the website, it shows, you know, kind of drone footage of the, the whole village. And you can see kind of tucked up there in the mountain, about halfway up, not quite halfway, um, this little patch of white. And is that the one they referred to as the island last week when we were talking about it? I think so, yeah. With the rules they have, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's so crazy because you see all this green just everywhere, and then this is a little, little chunk of park where you can go and, uh, <laughs> and tear it up a bit. Nice. I mean, you're really earning it, you know, you're because again, there's uh, I don't think there's any sort of lift running, so you can go up there, hit some rails, do some jumps, and then. Unbuckle and walk back up again. Keep so it's a girl. Real... Yeah. Well, it shows it's you know it's how dedicated are you, I And mean, then You got to walk back up every time. So it's not as easy as it is in the uh, the winter time. But yeah, you can. Uh... It's actually it seems like it's great training too. I mean, to exercise that much, have to walk up every time you go. Oh yeah, it's a great workout. Do some sprints. Time yourself every time. See how fast you can get up.
1: That's right. Get, that's how you do any tour days right there.
0: Right? This is how you They're do all... uh, summer touring. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> summer touring in Colorado.
1: I like that. They've Man. had a long, long season, so good for them.
0: It's pretty sweet. You know, this is also how you get to be this damn good in the park and you know doing tricks. I mean, think about it. If you can do it year-round, you're obviously going to get yeah. freaking awesome. You know, as opposed to having a three-month season, if you live in like a you know like a normal normal area,
1: you got to look for the indoor ski area. Then it's true. Boom.
0: So yes, yeah, so this nice. is this is cool, cool footage. Again, it's so nice seeing the white stuff and seeing people, you know, shredding during this hot time of year for us here on the East Coast.
1: All right, and then to prep for the winter coming. Uh, Brian, we could share this uh, next one because uh, there's a lot on here. Uh, Powder Magazine had an article about um, listing things a ski bum will never hear.
0: Now I, you know, I read this and uh, this I, I tweeted it and Facebooked it out as well, so I'm sure a lot of you guys saw it. Uh, it's by Jack Forsterling, and I think Jack may have some abandonment issues because some of these are a little bit harsh. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: let's see. Yeah, the first one's pretty bad.
0: <laughs> well, the last one is the worst. Yeah, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so you want to start them off? Fun. You want to do every other one? We'll go back and forth? Hey, yeah, I'll do every other There <clears throat> you go.
1: All right, you go. all right. So, the first one, uh, we'd like to offer you this full time
0: position with benefits. So, ski bum's never gonna hear that. Number two, on behalf of the Ritz Carlton, we'd like to thank you for staying with us. <laughs>
1: Uh, number three, here's your security deposit back.
0: <laughs> number four, in my 19 years in the medical profession, I've never seen knees this good.
1: Uh, number five, we weren't going to offer you this sponsorship, but then we checked out your Instagram page. <laughs>
0: number six, of course your Malamute is perfect for this studio apartment. <laughs>
1: Uh, number seven. Based on your credit score, we're gonna offer you a special low interest rate on your mortgage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and number eight. This was the harshest one to me. I'm proud of you, son.
1: <laughs> like, ouch, uh, man.
0: You know what? And this is kind of this. I don't know. I I have mixed emotions about this list. I mean, I know I'm sure it was done in comic jest, which is you know a lot of the reasons why they they have articles like this on powder. But um. I guess that's kind of like what our goal is, you know, like our kind of our highfalutin ethos is that we want to live that bum life, but we want to do it in a baller way in the highfalutin way. Right. You know, so I don't want to, I don't want to need your full-time job. I want to have my, my uh, freelance business, my investment business. I want all that happening at the same time I'm skiing, you know, we got rental properties. Exactly. That cash is coming in every month because we've we've got this stuff locked down. Exactly. You know? So you know what? In the end, maybe dad will be proud of you because you're you're getting by. You're, you're living the dream. Exactly. We're we're trying to twist up that whole
1: instead of it being a bad thing, it should be a good thing.
0: We want to be giving out mortgages, not getting them. That's right. <laughs> Sponsorships, we want you to be happy that we're even thinking about using your products. It's like the uh, Tosh, the Tasha's, what do
1: you do? The Cribs? The web response, yeah. He's doing the Cribs. He's like, this is a, this is a mortgage.
0: This is a college degree.
1: (laughs) This is a credit report. I actually have a credit history.
0: If you haven't ever watched Tosh.0, where have you been last nine years? But there yeah. is a there's one sec. I think it was the first or second season. Maybe it was the first season where Just he did up, uh, pregnant, "Ain't None of Your Friends." It <laughs> yeah. was like a like Tosh Cribs. Them. Yeah, he did like a his own version of like an MTV Cribs thing, and it yeah. was like super dry Tosh humor, and it was it's it was kind pretty of pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah, it was good.
0: So I guess that wraps up the old skidoo's for the week, huh?
1: Rassed up the old ski news and now it's time for our main topic. Main so Brian, topic. what are we talking about today?
0: You know what? We're calling it SummerSlammed brother.
1: SummerSlam, brother.
0: I think is actually happening in the WWE this in the near future.
1: I think it was always in like mid to late August. It used to be so much more popular that just they changed that F to an E and that was it. Screwed up the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it changed everything. Yeah. And when's it it's, it's happening pretty soon up oh, it's next weekend actually August twentieth It's a big next event weekend next weekend, so we're summer slammed, so this has been i I'm going on record saying this has been my craziest summer ever with moving and just... my wife one week out from giving birth to our first child, and may our first yeah. child be a masculine child
1: are you gonna do the birth are you gonna put it on Instagram? <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm going to do a freaking Facebook Live feed. It's going to show That's the right. crowding, everything. Brian, Why
1: not? When Brian goes live this week, you are going to see a baby. You
0: better watch out. i going to have the GoPro going on my forehead. You know. get <laughs> the BOV. Kill you so bad.
1: Oh, great.
0: she would definitely kill me. And she would have a complete right to do so as well. Yeah. yeah which, it, it's going
1: to a while to kill you. At least a week before she like is not so healed up
0: and everything? Yeah, it's true. So, I'll have one good solid week where I can go all like leaving Las <laughs> Vegas style. So if I she does kill right. me, I'll at least have no regrets. <laughs> but yeah, so no regrets, uh, so that and then just this past week. Now, I'm not sure if people here have houses or listeners, they have houses or, or what. So we just got a house and we used to have a condo and condos don't have lawns. And lawns require mowing and... I learned this week that fucking yellow jackets can have nests in the ground. How did I surprised learn that? surprised you didn't. Why would I know that? <laughs> I've been living in a freaking apartment for the last 12 years.
1: But growing These up, not... you never
0: came across that? No. I have to
1: mow the damn lawn.
0: I no? did too, but I had like a damn. real tractor. Like I was driving. Cause I grew up in the middle oh, of nowhere. Okay. But yeah, yeah so... Bizarre. God damn it. So Friday, I was mowing the lawn and like... I'm I'm pushing this thing, and all of a sudden I'm like, ow, fuck! Out, fuck! Fuck! Fuck!" and just like started like running away, and <laughs> I I guess I ran over a freaking yellow jacket's nest. Now I've gone over I've mowed that spot at least four times since I've moved and never had a problem. But I guess I don't know what happened this time huh? that made it different. But uh, wow. I've, I'm looking at my hands and feet and legs right now, and I have at least nine bites. Or stings. They could have just made
1: the nest, too. Because I think they make those nests pretty quickly.
0: I guess they're just moving in. Oh, my God. I'm going full thermonuclear fire and fury on these fuckers this week, though. (laughs) I'm going to just decimate that entire goddamn nest with whatever. whatever, uh, Poison, flamethrower, whatever.
1: I knew somebody that, um... They got bit up pretty bad. And it was the same thing. They were mowing the lawn. And, um... They said when they looked it up, they asked somebody about it. it was before everybody had Google and the internet going crazy. Um, they said they heard that, that they're more aggressive than the other ones. So that's another thing to, uh, to be happy about. They say the worst is
0: hornets. Hornets are the worst, then yellow jackets, then wasps, and then bees are pretty chill.
1: What's the difference between a yellow jacket, a wasp, and a hornet?
0: I don't know. I just read that list. I just saw a list that said that. I couldn't I, I couldn't pick them out of a lineup which one was different.
1: So you got to look up orkin.com has how to get rid of yellow in nests. The
0: thing is I don't know if there's I I'm concerned because I'm thinking there might be another nest in our steps as well. I saw oh, one kind of cruising around today. Yeah, once you see
1: them start building a nest, you got to you got to get rid of it or otherwise it gets if it gets big then there's a ton of them in there.
0: Yeah. That in the ground one though, that one just ah, oh, that one just fucked me up because again, I didn't know this existed. I didn't. Know, I just think you look for a freaking big circular thing, and if you see that, you're like, uh oh, I better do something about that. But uh, can you imagine walking out there and you step on it. Oh, that yeah. would be bad. Yeah. So I actually Googled how to murder yellow jackets. That, that was my exact search term. There you go. But oh god, they, it just it. Well, the worst thing about it, the scariest thing was like you start getting bit and you don't know when it's gonna stop because you're like ow, ow, yeah. ow, ow. No, it's coming from either, right? No, it's like a total sneak attack. Oh dude,
1: I so I worked with a guy who was uh, doing some some. He said he was on the weekend. He does all this yard work since four hours out doing his house, whatever. Has a pool, jumps in the pool. He's out. He's by himself. He's you know. So he's looking at a piece of. Um, um, sheetrock in, in his basement. And he's like, the hell heck is this? It looks like there's a crack. So he starts pushing it. He pushes in and all these yellow jackets fly out. Apparently they went in, they made a nest in the house and they were eating away at the, uh, the sheetrock. They used Gosh. that for the nest. Mm-hmm. So he put his hand through the wall. There was, it was basically just the paper at that point. And he said they came and he got bit a, a ton of times and had to run out, just close the door. And they had to call an exterminator to come in. He said they were it was like a full-blown nest. He was like, What the he never saw that before?
0: God damn. Yeah, that's pretty scary stuff.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. So these are wow, ground so, uh, so
0: ground hornets. So hornets seem to be the worst, and those were the ones I encountered. Ah, uh, there you go. Round hornets. Ground. So yeah, my now, advice to you that- don't get stung by ground hornets. They're assholes. Now, the ones building the nest by
1: the by the steps. Are those are those yellow jackets? Do they get along or are they territorial? They or are they, have they have perhaps
0: some sort of, perhaps they're killer bees? I don't know.
1: Ah, uh, you you could have a whole bunch of wildlife going on right there.
0: Maybe some sort of like hybrid a killer wasp? Maybe they're cross-pollinating. Uh-oh, they're getting it on. I don't know. It's it's a little bit uh yeah, it was not a pleasant thing to experience. And uh, my freaking ankle is like swollen up now and just uncomfortable and it sucks.
1: So if you take bales of weed and you put it around there and just light it, will they just slow down and kind of just stop biting your <laughs> They would have to, right? imagine like just bales, just gigantic bales of weed, just light them on fire?
0: That would be the most peaceful way, I guess, the most... Uh... The least violent way to get rid of your, your pest problem, right? And like it would be like a big block party at the same time. The cops come by, they're like, oh, we smelled uh, marijuana here. It's like, yeah, no, I'm using it to get rid of ground hornets. That's right.
1: It's not medicinal. It's not recreational. It's for termination. It's, it's extermination. Exactly. The Orkin guy told me to get this. That's right. <laughs> I wonder if it could be used as that, as a uh, as a repellent. It's a whole nother avenue we haven't even looked into. Using Instead cannabis for pest like, control. Right. You know, you have like outdoor smoker things for pests and stuff. What about cannabis? Using cannabis for that.
0: Snoop's pest control. Snoopy doopy loop. <laughs> pest control that thing. Pest wow. contrizzle. <laughs> uh,
1: all I can think of is uh, Vomino's Pest.
0: Vomino's Pest, yeah.
1: Uh, i was looking at shirts the other day i almost bought one i was like i don't need a shirt that says vamonos pest but i still (laughs) wanted one
0: but if you ever did encounter that shirt i'm sure you'd pick it up oh everybody probably go up oh that's the best shirt ever for those who don't get it it is a breaking bad reference
1: yes and it's the cheesiest logo too it's funny as hell it's great it's
0: perfect Alright, so what's been going uh, on with even, you this summer? I know you've been you've been slammed as well with with real life stuff. Well,
1: luckily this this year I have not broken any ribs. So that's that's the positive. Uh I've been biking a lot, trying to still train for an even bigger hill climb uh ride, which is just brutal. Um I did did a ride what 26 miles and 2,400 feet of climbing just to prepare for this thing. And it's killing me. So I'm actually going to do it tomorrow after work again. Nice. Uh, so that's also why I kind of eat and drink whatever I want. Cause I'm burning about a ton of calories, like 1200 calories when I go. Um, but now I, uh, that, and then moving, I'm relocating down to Tampa. There was a lot uh going on at work with that and work's been really busy but uh yeah the moving i told brian that uh i was uh up till about 3 a.m last night just trying to pre-pack i still got a little bit over a month to go but uh i just wanted to get stuff done because the next four weekends are, are pretty much booked up with going away
0: Yeah, and moving moving just sucks. You just never realize how much you've accumulated over the years and how much stuff you really don't need. I've been going,
1: so I've been in this apartment, in this unit for three years. And before that, I was in the same complex, different apartment for about another one or two years. So over that time, you just kind of move with stuff and you get rid of some stuff. God bless you. And you keep accumulating stuff. So I went through and I purged. I mean, I'm not taking, I'm taking very minimal stuff. I told Brian, I finally, I got rid of the rest of my bedroom set today. So I have no bedroom furniture except for the bed. Um, Got rid of my little bar, but I still have the alcohol that was in it. Like that, that's one of the biggest things. Like I got to have a party to get rid of this alcohol. So So what's some of the stuff you have left? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oddly enough, I got about four bottles of Pisco. I don't even like Pisco. I don't really even know what it is, but it's I guess it's kind of like a uh, is it like a rum kind of thing it's I think Dominican, but I've had it before and I'm not a big fan of it, but I
0: had it a... Well, apparently the first result after googling what to make with pisco, it says, add pisco, lime juice, ginger juice and simple syrup to a cocktail shaker. So it's almost like really? a Moscow mule, like a
1: Pisco mule. I've heard of a Pisco Sour. Um, Pisco Mule, I guess, could work. I mean, I guess if you do a Pisco Sour, I mean, you're really tasting just a sour mix. I mean... Mm -hmm. So it
0: actually says Pisco is a South American brandy. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's clear, too, I believe. And apparently it's currently surging in popularity.
1: Ooh, so I'm on the... I'm on the surge end, so I, I might want to start drinking it. I don't well, know.
0: it actually, this article is from October of 2015. I don't know if the surge has stopped or oh, if the it surge is still going.
1: Maybe that's when I got it. I got it back in during the surge, maybe.
0: Oh, there you go. You were on top of things back then. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, apparently I got that. I had two bottles of Contro that were both open. I don't know why. Jeez. Why would you have two bottles? Like... I
0: don't it's know. Not a um just I
1: mean, the, pisco weird, sour, weird
0: the pisco sour requires an egg white. I'm not sure how I feel about putting huh. eggs in my drinks.
1: Well, is that what's in regular sour?
0: Like a whiskey sour or usually... something?
1: Yeah, like because they usually just have the sour mix. And I usually get the packet. I like the um was it Mrs. T's or, or is it the bar one? Um, I forgot which brand I usually get. I think it's the Mrs. T's packet. I like better than the, uh, the pre-mix, you know, the, uh, the bottle yeah. of sour mix, uh,
0: it's better. And yeah, Whiskey be- sour is just uh blended whiskey, uh, lemon juice, sugar or simple syrup and a slice of lemon or cherry. Huh? Wow. So no egg white, huh? No egg white, but the Pisco sour apparently requires an egg white. Huh? Sounds very fancified now. Pisco punch sounds good. It's Pisco, half an ounce of fresh lemon juice, three-quarters of an ounce pineapple simple syrup, and three-quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. Oh, that could work. That sounds pretty good. That could work bigly. Here you go. El Capitan. It's like a Manhattan. It's two ounces of Pisco, one ounce of sweet vermouth, and two dashes of Agnostera bitters. Huh. Huh.
1: All right, you're going to have to send that to me. I'm going to have to try some of these things with Pisco before I...
0: You know what? We'll put it in the show notes. Yes, put it in the show notes. Pisco. I don't think anyone has said Pisco as many times as we have in the last 10 minutes.
1: (laughs) For Pisco, you mean?
0: The word Pisco. Pisco. Yeah, that's right. They have the the Chilcano is the uh, Moscow Mule version of with Pisco instead of vodka. Chilcano.
1: Chilcano. So... So now if Pisco does another surge and you start seeing advertisements for Pisco in the next month or so, would you say that we're
0: probably responsible for that surge in Pisco popularity again? I think it would be – I think we would be known as the tastemakers that we truly are if that does happen. We might have to make a high and Pisco drink. Pisco is so hot right now. It's so hot. <laughs> Pisco, so hot. Pisco. Uh, So you got Pisco, you got Cointreau,
1: Cointreau, uh, I got a ton of bourbons, which I I don't care if those are there. I mean, those will get drank, mainly bourbons. And then I got handles, for some reason, unopened handles of, I got two handles of different types of uh, rum and a big handle of, what the hell is the other thing? Oh, vodka. Yeah. Mm. So there's going to be some vodka and rum, rum getting drank pretty soon too.
0: Well, I think I just found a solution for two of your problems. The Peruvian sidecar, which is oh, Pisco, Pisco, Cointreau, and lime juice. Oh, there you go. If you had a bunch of limes floating around, you'd be in business. Oh, I'll just go.
1: Lingerro on sale. Get, get yeah. a bunch of limes. Pisco, huh. Cointreau, and lime juice. That actually sounds pretty good. Little that's orange, little line, little
0: pisco. pisco. If oh. someone at home is playing the highfalutin drinking game and you're drinking every time we say pisco, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're on the floor by now. I think we've said it it's 47 right. times at this point. Pisco. I wonder if they have, I have
1: one that's like a set of two different types of pisco. I think one's aged or something like that. I don't know. It's like in a cool, like, clay bottle, almost. Really. Two little clay bottles. Huh. Yeah, it's really weird looking. It's cool. Nice. I mean, that's why I keep it around, but.
0: Well, we're gonna Fancy include these pisco. recipes on the website, on the show notes. So if you guys are inspired to uh, pick up a bottle of pisco and make some of these cocktails, and let us know how it is. I may have to
1: make some on Instagram out. We'll do it's that. Not a bad week. idea,
0: right? Yeah. I like it. <clears throat> I
1: got to get rid of some of this Pisco. I can't let it go to waste.
0: Got a Pisco. Go.
1: What do you do when, when life gives
0: you Pisco? You make Pisco drinks. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so it's been a crazy summer. It's going to be an even crazier fall and winter. But, you know, we're, we're plowing through it just like all of y'all are. So if you guys yeah. got any... uh any tips, any Pisco recipes, or anything, you hit us up. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com, or go to the website and get all of our wonderful inspiration and show notes, skibumpodcast.com. Under the Ropes. Oh, it's that time again. It is time for under, under the Ropes, Brian. What do we got? We got a lot of stuff lined right. up today. Yes, first story. So we've had a bunch of Bitcoin related stories lately because Bitcoin has been in the news a lot with its recent uh surge in price and different exchanges going down and people being uh the alpha bay that the guy found hanging in his uh Thai prison. But this is another interesting another interesting bounty uh that was used with Bitcoin. So a bunch of hackers have allegedly stolen the Game of Thrones script and what? are holding the script's ransom uh, and wanting payment of 12 to $15 million in Damn. Bitcoin to be paid to keep them from uh, releasing this. And it's pretty funny because HBO is saying that they're trying to give them as a quote-unquote bounty payment. Um, Damn. And so it's interesting that they call it a bug bounty payment because that's almost like, oh, yeah, there was a a breach and you guys helped find our, you know, you guys, almost like making them out to be like white hat hackers, you know, Uh justifying instead of it being like, oh, my God, they're holding it ransom. So wow. interesting wording by HBO, but the the hackers are pissed. They're saying it's a delay tactic, um, but HBO is saying they're trying to having a hard time accumulating and getting all this Bitcoin right now. Wow, which is, uh, it's
1: crazy. They said they they got around 1.5 terabytes, da- terabytes of data from HBO. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, right. Well, I mean, look what happened to sh- uh, t- Sony a couple years ago. Yeah with the uh, interview, right? That was the one The interview and a bunch of other scripts. Yeah.
1: I guess, uh, they must put their scripts up in, on their server or in the cloud or something, right? It's crazy.
0: I mean, they must have it somewhere. Yeah. Huh?
1: I never, I never thought about like a script being so open. Cause I would imagine that they're pretty, they're, they're held pretty close to the vest for mm-hmm. some, you know, for a lot of these companies. So I'm surprised it'd be like on a, on a, you know network accessible thing i mean i don't know
0: yeah you know too like people collaborating if you're releasing i know they there was some leaked episodes from last week's you know last week's episode was released leaked ahead of time but it was really like grainy and kind of crappy so Mm -hmm. you know a lot of times and plus like the scripts like who's really gonna read a script you know yeah i don't know it does suck for hbo
1: yeah, I guess the script is one thing, and actually stealing the film is another. Because you could get the actual film, you can get the pre-release before they cut it. So there's a bunch of versions of that floating around. I'd imagine that's easier to get than the script.
0: Yeah, right. And you never know what it, you won't truly know what stage that is in too. You know, if it's you know an edited version, if it's like a like a preview version, if it's a final version. Yeah, so. that's true. I also imagine. I, I mean.
1: With all the changes that happen in Game of Thrones, I wonder if the actors don't even get the scripts that far in advance.
0: You know? Well, I mean, I, I think they must get them pretty far in advance because they film them, what, at least six to eight months beforehand because of all the CGI and everything they have to put in afterwards.
1: Yeah. Huh. That's wild, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Cray, cray. All right. Next up we have, you can now buy vodka Red Bull sausages. Finally. Oh, of course. We've been waiting for these. So what would you say if they told you that in the future at the nightclubs and bars would be the, you'd have not just a Red Bull and vodka, you would have a Red Bull and vodka kielbasa. <laughs> so um McGuire Meats is a 27-year-old butcher shop in the northern Irish town of Irvine's town, and they did the unspeakable by selling sausages infused with Red Bull and vodka. So um, <laughs> they're saying they gave birth to this ungodly abomination. <laughs> and they're saying the, uh, the range is, is the summer and is the craziest one they could think of. So they're only going to make it for the summer. Uh, they said it worked out very well and it's very popular. Uh, and they also added spicy, uh, a spicy beef one which is doing well. So something different for the barbecue this summer. So very interesting. Uh, We'll have to see how that works out if it maybe comes across the pond to uh, a place near us. Then again, Brian, you might make sausage with your dad again this year. I know that's an annual or semi-annual
0: thing. Yeah. Throws throws them in. And you know what though? Like he always, you know, my dad was a, a butcher back in the day and he had his own shop. And one of the things they would always use, I think it was in bologna, perhaps. He would use like overproofed rum in there as one of the ingredients. Really? Like you know that um stro, that Austrian yeah. rum, it's like, uh, what is it, like 160 proof or something? Yeah. He used to put some of that in uh, and I think it was bologna when he made it, so. Really? You know, people have been there. You cook it off anyway, like, you know, you gotta yeah. cook that stuff, because it's you know, pork usually. But, yeah, for flavoring, you know, Red Bull and vodka never tasted good. So I don't really know how it would enhance the flavor of these sausages. But It depends how much you put in and what other spices are there, right? uh, Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's just like when you marinate something. You know, if you're going to marinate meat or put a rub on it, it's going to have some flavor when you cook it. I don't really know. I I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Red Bull and vodka, but uh, maybe – with the right spice rub, maybe it's delicious. I don't know. Yeah. You, you have, have to, to try it to – yeah. Exactly. You got to try
1: it. Well, I guess too, like your your dad put in the uh, overproof rum, it cooks off. But I wonder if that helps break down the fats too, right?
0: I think it must, yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. Next up, this is a quick little hit. So I don't know if we've talked about it in the past, but one of our favorite TV shows on Netflix – Actually, is it a TV show if it's on Netflix? Or is it just like a Netflix um, show? What Netflix even defines show? a TV show now?
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, this is never on TV. It's only on Netflix. So I would yeah. say it's a Netflix series. That's
0: Let's call talking. it a, Nef- a Netflix original, as they call it. Yeah. So they Narcos are. is ready to come back for its third season, starting on September 1st. Oh, that's so soon. That's good. Dude, right? Before you know it. Yeah. If anyone has not heard of it or is unfamiliar, Narcos is about is a story about Pablo Escobar, uh, who was the notorious cocaine uh, dealer, or I guess what was he a producer? He was everything in uh, in Colombia. He was the kingpin. Didn't El Chapo work for him? I think he may have. Yeah. So you're yeah, back he was in the
1: distributor. <clears throat>
0: That, that might be right. Yeah. So back in like the 80s and 90s, he was like this, yeah, this cocaine kingpin, you know, there was the amount of like bodies and, you know, that that were uh, the body count that was created in, yeah. uh, what was the town? Medellin. That was the town he was Medellin. in uh, Colombia is like just starting to recover in the last like five, 10 years because it was just such a a, a brutal gang warfare site. But, yeah, the uh, the, Nar- the Netflix series Narcos, it starts um, telling his story, and now it's on to the third season. And no spoilers or anything? I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Pablo Escobar is dead, is it? I mean, he died like, 1994.
1: I saw the History not Channel, four. like, thing on him. You know he's dead. <laughs> yeah, you, know how you he don't he see got. him,
0: like, cruising around or anything. He died they're in telling a new story. You no, know,
1: they're telling just his-, his historical story. So it's going to have those plot line, you know? Yeah, he died in
0: 1993. So the first two seasons of Narcos is kind of his story, how he came to rise up as this drug lord and his downfall. And now they're kind of changing the scene of the show from Columbia to Miami, which is was one of the big areas where a lot of that product that Escobar had was getting piped into to get it into the U S so pretty cool. Yeah. It's uh it's fascinating stuff and it's, you know, kind of one of the things we talked about off air before is how, you know, real life is a lot of times crazier than fiction. And when you, you know, hear about the things that they did and pulled off and almost pulled off or, you know, got away with back then, it's just, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Dude, I w- I've been jonesing for nar- Narcos to come back so bad that two two weeks or a week and a half ago, I watched this show called Queen of the South, which is about a girl that gets caught up in the whole drug world, and mm-hmm. she, she's trying to get out. Uh, just because it was kind of like set in that same kind of kind of uh, environment, uh, it was actually not not too bad. But uh, did you ever watch so- Cocaine Cowboys, the documentary? No, uh, yes, I did. Oh, that was pretty man.
0: cool. That's crazy too, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think that.
1: There's another series. Oh, the, I almost watched the. I saw there's a an El Chapo series out there too. Oh, there is. Yeah, which I guess I could watch now because I've seen the, the story through Narcos. <laughs> now I can <laughs> see the Escobar part of it. Um. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, there's so much stuff out there. They've done so many series, but that's good news.
0: Yeah, crazy stuff.
1: All right, next we have a Norwegian billionaire is funding the world's largest super yacht, but it's not a luxury yacht, it's to vacuum plastic garbage out of the ocean. So the this article talks about um the man is named uh Gjell Inge Roki, which I'm probably butchering that up. Uh he's one of Norway's rich, richest men worth 2.6 billion made his fortune in shipping and offshore drilling industries. And as his way to give back to the community, uh, to the world, he is, he commissioned the world's largest super yacht, which is uh, 595 feet with a crew of 30. And what it's gonna do is gonna go out and suck up plastic waste that's floating in the ocean. Now, what's amazing about this, like and I've heard a few initiatives to, to clean up garbage from the ocean, um, you don't realize how much how much pollution gets put out there into the into the world it's crazy
0: yeah and that's actually a really smart way to do it too it's like well i really want a dope yacht with a helipad and i want to cruise around the world but i also want to do something responsible and give back so that's i'll awesome. uh, i'll make it to help clean up the ocean as well that's a there really another- cool thing
1: Yeah, there was another big thing recently. It was, um, I guess the kid, he did a crowdfunding thing. Now it's this huge project where he's building something in the ocean, but it's like a conveyor belt looking thing with a bunch of barges. And it does the same thing. It sucks up a lot of uh, plastic waste, just garbage debris floating around.
0: Yeah, the ocean cleanup. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. You see these things and it's like, wow, you just don't realize how much pollution there is out there. Mm-hmm. I saw a whole show on um New York Harbor has a uh, a barge that just drives around and picks up garbage.
0: Oh Jesus. It it's job will the... never be done.
1: Yeah, they say it just keeps going. It's this huge, huge barge. I was like, wow. And you never know what's it's going on. They mm-hmm. said it, it runs like middle of the night, you know. And they just pick up stuff. It's crazy.
0: So they're saying this yacht it's uh it will probably pick up Five tons of plastic a day. Wow. It says it's going to melt it. It has the capacity to melt five tons of plastic a day.
1: Oh, it's going to make like big blocks? I
0: thought it was going to make more ships. So within like a couple of months, you got a whole armada. Yeah, right?
1: (laughs) I guess they melt it down, so it's kind of helping the recycling process and helping with the storage. That's pretty cool. That's really neat, yeah. It's a dope-ass looking yacht. I got to say that. It's got two helipads.
0: Boom. Why have one when you could have two? And it also oh, one on the front, one on the back. That's pretty cool. It's going to have a 30, 30 crew members and will host up to 60 researchers. Oh, wow. And there is room on board for 32 shipping containers in which the researchers can create their own specialty laboratories. Huh. That's, That's gonna be cool. A,
1: Have a whole lab in a shipping container. Just drop it on the ship. Yeah, like, pretty
0: much. And, yeah, really cool stuff. Good to hear stuff like that. Yeah, and then on the opposite, on a sad note, we're going to end the podcast. On the news that Russia's sexiest motorcyclist, Instagram star, dies in a car crash. So Instagram star Olga Pronina Sometimes referred to as the sexiest motorcyclist, died when she crashed her BMW S1000RR into a guardrail in oh. Vladivostok, Russia. Wow! So the newspaper reporting said she had more than 160,000 followers on Instagram. Huh?
1: They have some videos. Like I, I we were searching her before and and looking, and uh, she was she was a very sexy uh, motorcyclist. Uh but she was doing some crazy stuff on that thing. and I'm, I'm wondering if she was doing a stunt
0: and crashed. Yeah, I mean you never know on a motorcycle what could, what can go wrong. But yeah, some of the stuff she's doing is a little uh a little crazy. Yeah, she's a lot of times wearing little short dresses and you know she was in like a bikini. Riding the one I I was like, oh really? <laughs>
1: Yeah. And she was like riding, she was like hopping all over the bike. And I was just like, wow, that's really dangerous, but she's also not wearing any protection.
0: So. Zero. She's got a helmet on and like, yeah, either bikini or leggings or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you never, it's, it's, you don't think it's really going to end well for someone motorcycle, like a motorcycle stunt person, yeah. you know, it's rarely they die of old age. Um,
1: well, even. Even friends I know that have, uh, have ridden motorcycles are like just wearing the leathers like helps so much. Like you'll actually survive if you, if the bike goes down, you actually might walk out without a scratch, but
0: yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. If you go to her Instagram page, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of her like bending over her bike. Um, yeah, pretty damn sexy. I gotta say she was not an unattractive woman, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of sad, you know, yeah, very sad. The way she went out. And since she had like a 16-year-old daughter, so that's kind of terrible and yeah, it doesn't have to, you don't have to go out like that.
1: So I work with my buddy Gary. He uh he's he's big into bikes. He always watches like, you know, Sons of the, Anarchy. Um, no he watches like the the races you know the um oh like the
0: moto gp or whatever gp
1: yeah he usually goes out to one um if it's if it's close enough him and his brother and dad and a bunch of other people they drive out and they see one moto gp race a year which is kind of cool but um he's always looking at footage and every time we're looking at footage in russia like he's like dude you gotta see this like somebody get like on a motorcycle just clip you know gets clipped or, or mowed down by like a car He, i'm like it's
0: the most horrible footage. I'm like, it seems terrifying
1: to drive in Russia, which is, I don't know.
0: Yeah. The Russians are a uh, unique breed. They're, they're hardcore folks. So yeah, it's a very, uh, very sad story. And, you know, thoughts and prayers out to their, out to yeah, her so, family. Uh... Wow. Some of this footage, yeah, her just like, f- there's one of her just like flying through like, Around cars and stuff in traffic. Yeah. Crazy. Oof. And she lived her life uh, by her own rules. Very sad. All right. So I guess that about wraps up the podcast for the week, huh? It's wrapping it up. It's time for us to watch a little Game of Thrones. Speaking of which, that was uh, held up for ransom. It is definitely time to watch some Game of Thrones. Um... Not sure if we're going to be podcasting next week, but we will definitely be back soon to talk to you guys. Um, So until then, we'll see you soon. Stay high, stay flutin'. See you.